What up, everybody, and welcome back to the Broken Bat Podcast. Or if you're just joining us for the first time, we appreciate you stopping in and checking us out. My name's J-Rob. I have Casey here with me, and we're just here to talk some baseball and have a good time. So once again, thank you. Casey, say hi to the people. Hello, people. LOL. That's one of my favorite things to say as you continue to listen to us. You will pick up on that. But we have a lot on the slate tonight for what we want to talk about and what we want to go over. Um, Casey, where you start us off. You start where you want. We'll just we'll just roll with it. Yeah, so weekend series. We're kind of wrapping up. If you're tuning in right now, you'll probably hear this on Monday. We're recording at 1030 at night on Mountain Standard Time. Um, so the Sunday games are over the weekend's over and you know I'm not too thrilled about the weekend love baseball I'm happy it's back but as you can tell my mood from the last pod to this pod is a little different just because the M's dropped three in a row to the Guardians was it three in a row really I didn't realize it was three in a row it was a four four game series uh, one opening day which is important Yes, great opening day win Great tone setter um, but, for the series, but then that the yeah, tone dropped, didn't the go. The next three we just dropped, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. So, I didn't realize, yeah, you guys dropped three in a row. I knew the series went one three for you guys, but that is tough. Uh, we're at the bottom of the cellar right now in yeah. uh, the AL West. Under the A's. Uh, it's yeah. not great. Well, and only under the A's. Well, actually, I was going to say only under the A's, obviously. It's a half game. Because, yeah, you it's played one more game, and that's an L. But I was going to say, well, the bright side is, in the the game, the A's won. I didn't look to see what the box scores were for every game. But in those three games, the A's won one. They won a single game, lost two games. They only scored three total runs in all three games. So I don't know where, like how many runs they scored each game. Today they didn't score any Let's see, yesterday they scored one, which means then on Thursday they scored two. So one, oh yeah, I think they won two to one. So it, the good thing is A scored three runs, you scored 12. So at least you had some good offense. You gave up 17 runs in the three in the four games. So little high, but your run differential is only negative five for losing three games. So that means you lost by, on average, one or two for three games. So not the worst. Those are just averages. Obviously, you're only four games in, so you still have 158 games to go. But what – I mean, besides that, or what do you want to hit on? What do you take taking away from watching the M's? What do you like? What are you excited for? What are you nervous about? Um, runners in scoring position, that's the biggest opportunity for us. We get guys on. We can move them over. It just really comes down to, like, capitalizing. Because I was watching the game today, and – Pretty good offense. I mean, the first pitch Julio saw today of the of the bottom of the first, he took it opposite field, which is great, great sign. Is he betting? There's three? not one. He's batting leadoff. Oh, he's betting leadoff. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, you have Julio batting. I mean, it's an interesting choice. I think toward the season, I think service will drop him down to two or three. Um, but you have Julio batting leadoff, and then you have Colton Wong behind him, and Colton Wong struggled, struggled a little bit at the plate. And I don't know if that's just because new team, new environment, um, trying to get it down, trying to get comfortable. I mean, same with Teoscar Hernandez. Teoscar Hernandez is not doing well either. Yeah, I mean, it so, also could just be beginning of the season, like just warming up. Paul Goldschmidt's notably 
or he's just known for getting off to slow starts. I mean, he's actually got off to a really good start this year, but I contribute that probably to the WBC. But, I mean, definitely could be for Colton Wong, like new team and everything, but it's also like beginning of the year. And I don't know how historically how well he starts or how not well, how bad he starts, but I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird to me that Rodriguez, J-Rod is starting or he's leading off. I think that's super weird, especially with the power that he showed last year. Colt Wong batted leadoff a decent amount for the Cardinals when he was with us. He was also, I mean, I don't know, good amount at number one spot or like the five or six spot or something. Just because he's got good speed and he bats for average is his thing. Definitely not power. So, I I don't know. A prime example of J-Rod hits home run on the first pitch, but in the two-hole and Colton Wong gets on, that's a two-run homer instead of a one, and that could – I don't know what the score of the game was today, but, like, that could be the difference uh, in – Five to six. Five to uh, six, lost yeah, in okay. Yeah, so, I mean, that could have been the difference in the game right there, potentially. So, obviously could have, would have, should have type thing, but uh, – Other big note out of that series, Robbie Ray's on the 15-day IL, so it looks like Flexen's going to slide in on his spot. And while we're on that topic, we have the Angels coming to town – Tomorrow, open a three-game set against the Mariners, and that is looking like tomorrow, Detmers versus George Kirby. So we'll see George Kirby for the first time this year. Um, it was Suarez. I think I don't know if it's Ranger Suarez. I don't. It's a Suarez guy pitching for the Angels um, against Luis Castillo. Obviously, Castillo opened it up. Went. I, geez, he had some solid numbers. I think he had over seven strikeouts. And then Otani versus. Um, Flexen, I put George Kirby again. Whoops, my notes. So Flexen is going against Otani in Seattle. Um, yeah, and on that same topic, before we jump more into it, the Angels and A's, they played their opening day series, and the Angels won the series 2-1. to one. I think today Trout and Otani went back-to-back. Back, they did. If I'm not mistaken. Literally, I saw a highlight. I was actually watching highlights earlier, looking at some things for the pod tonight. And the highlight was there's was one guy on. I think Trouts was a two-run homer. Um, and he hit it like dead center, maybe less center a tiny bit, but pretty much straightaway center. And then the highlight reel just kept going. And then Sho- Shohei, first pitch, hit a home run like 10 to 20 feet further than Mike Trout did center field as well. Like it was just all on the same highlight reel because it was literally first pitch for Shohei. And by the time they were done saying home run, center field, or like to center, all that good stuff, he was pretty much all the way around the bases already. He was hauling. Oh, yeah. Um, so that series went up and nothing too great. The A's, they'd win a game, but as you mentioned before, where you start talking, they only scored three runs of offense the whole series. So, yeah. Um, Which isn't necessarily surprising. I mean, that's low for sure for three games, but it's also yeah, the not, A's not, who are expected to be the worst team in the league. So that's par for Um Let's talk about that uh, Rangers-Phillies. That's, a, that's I think, the biggest highlight of opening weekend, I guess, in a sense we can call that. Opening yeah. weekend for baseball. I and think, not for the fact of – the, not for the fact of the Grom headlining or anything, but the Rangers are. I think they swept them, didn't they? They did. I think that's that series is. I don't know if I'd say the biggest. Well, biggest disappointment I think from opening weekend. 
I would say that for sure. Um, that like, I don't know. They're they're the biggest disappointment. It was the Phillies, um, just in maybe not necessarily overall production, but just like win loss. And then, I mean, the Rangers are may I think they're a candidate for biggest surprise from the weekend, from opening weekend, only because obviously going away 3-0 against the Phillies who were in the World Series last year, didn't really lose a whole lot, lost a little bit, but then added Trey Turner, which is a huge piece and had a big WBC. So definitely surprising and a disappointment for the Phillies. Obviously, they can't be too happy about where they are right now, but obviously not that big of, big of a deal, still having 159 or 100. 58 games or whatever left to play. So, I don't know. It will be – I don't know. Did you get to watch most of those games or, or any games? I watched or... the – I watched the – um. Uh, I mean, I watched three of the four Mariners games. Watched a little bit of the opening day Cardinals. Uh, just checking in. I had some, had some stuff on the line with Michaelis, and your boy didn't come through for me, which is a little, little disappointing. I uh, had the Grom in one of those as well, and he didn't uh, – get 7Ks, he did. But I watched a little bit of tonight's game, too, and I just, I don't know, man. The, the Phillies, to me, like, they have all this power. But the Rays just have the heart. Or not the Rays, excuse me, the Rangers have the heart that the Phillies just didn't have. And I don't know yeah. if it's because Bochy, I mean, because Bruce Bochy's a, what, three-time World Series winning manager? Uh, I don't the know Giants for sure. Had that but... kind of run with Buster Posey. I think he was. Yeah. I think it was they, all they three did win three times. 12, 14, 16, I believe. Or no. No, it was 10, 12, 10, 14. Because, yeah, Cubs yeah. won 16. And so, I mean, I think it's good for the Rangers. And definitely, I think they went and spent money. They went, I mean, they definitely played a bag for DeGrom. They went and got, who else? Evaldi. Um, oh, geez. It was that guy that was with the, I want to say, was it the Angels last year that he came over? I don't even. Let me look up this roster real quick. I know they bolstered their. Bolstered there. What am I trying to say here? Their pitching rotation. There it is. Yeah, they tried to. They bolstered their pitching rotation in the offseason with the Grom, obviously, to the headline. Um, let me see here. So they have the Grom, Valdi. He's new. Andrew Haney. I think that's what I was trying to think. It was Haney. They still have Ian Kennedy. Ian Kennedy's kind of old. I don't know if he's on the bullpen yeah. or not. He's been around a while. Uh, yeah, so I mean, and Mitch Garver they got from the Twins. He was a decent catcher out there. He's now on Texas. I don't know if he came over in that. No, I'm thinking of someone else. Obviously, Seager had a decent game. I think Simeon scored an RBI today. So they have the players. I mean, it's I'm not. We should be too shocked because like we should have seen this coming, but. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, I think last year was a big disappointment for the Rangers. And, like, I don't know. I'm pulling up their uh, record last year. But, it was, I mean, disappointing because of where they finished. They finished, let's see, where are they? In the West. They finished 68-94. They're almost a 100-loss team. And, I mean, they had – I mean, granted, they added some pieces this year, but they also made some big moves in, like, now two off seasons ago or whatever to, like, be a better 
team, and they just didn't. I don't know. They only had eight more wins than Oakland, which is honestly embarrassing. But uh, yeah, pretty bad. Um, let's talk about the Cardinals. I know you're dying to. You're over there. I can just. I can't see, but I can just feel the energy. You know what? That you're just. You just want. You just want. You ready? Uh, you ready to pull up? You ready for me to pull up the stat that I wanted to? That I said. Ooh, when I got excited when we were talking before we started. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Lay it on me. Here it is. Okay. The Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals. We're talking about baseball here, not no Arizona Cardinals. If you're looking for football, go to a different podcast because you won't find it here. St. Louis Cardinals, National League Central Division winners for 2022. So far after opening weekend, after three games for them, three for most of the league, four for a few in the league games, that is. The Cardinals have the highest team batting average by third by point zero three zero points by thirty points, with their team batting average is three seventy three through three games. The next best, guess who? We've talked about them already today. Uh, I'm gonna say the Rangers. The Rangers at three forty three. They're the second best. That's thirty points. That's huge, honestly. Um. I mean, granted, it's three games. Like, if this was after 50 games or 100 games, that would be crazy. But just, I mean, even after three three games, a team average of 373, I still feel like, is, is pretty good. Um, so, with that, that's super exciting for me. I mean, I didn't necessarily know that until I was looking that up tonight. But it also doesn't surprise me. Just, I mean, I watched all three games. I maybe missed like three or four innings total out of the 27 that was played the last four days. But they're second and on base percentage. No, they're actually tied for first for on base percentage um, with guess. You might be surprised by this one, actually. I didn't even tell you. Baltimore. And then, Baltimore. Yes, and the Rangers are third. Then for slugging percentage, they're in second. Baltimore leads with 607. Cardinals are 591. And then stolen bases. This doesn't matter as much. But stolen bases, Baltimore has 10. And then the Cardinals are further down. They have they only have three. But they're that yeah, Baltimore leads. This is something I want to talk about and we can get into a little bit. Home runs, Cardinals are fourth with six. Tied well, tied for second. Well, I guess fourth actually. Because Baltimore, Dodgers, and Yankees all have seven home runs. The Reds, Rockies, Cardinals, and Rangers all have six. But then ERA, the Cardinals are down there. They're 22nd with a 5.0 ERA. So the Rays have the best ERA with a one. But anyway, I mean, Cardinals overall, in general, super happy with. Just because their offense looks really good. We've scored, we have 41 hits. Did I go over hits? I don't think you did. No. Yeah, I didn't have it highlighted. Um, let's see where we are with hits. We're second with 41. White Sox have the most at 45. So, I mean, offensively, the Cardinals just look really good. Um, they're fourth in total runs with 22. Rangers have 29. Red Sox 27. Baltimore 23. So, I don't know. Offensively, the Cardinals look really good. And really dangerous honestly going 
one through nine. I mean, Lars Newbar played opening day and then he jammed his thumb at some point, and so he didn't play the, our second or third game. So Alec Burleson came in yesterday. Well, he played the last two games, but I can't remember if it was yesterday or today. It might have actually been today, but he had a home run and two doubles, and I don't know. He started three for three. He might have finished three for five, but a home run, two doubles. Brendan Donovan hit another home run. He had five home runs all of last season. He already has two this year. Not expecting him to hit a ton, but he has just looked really good. His batting average has got to be good as well. Um Let's see. You know who really surprised me? Who? Or no, what? Sorry, we're on that topic. Because you mentioned stolen bases. And I'm going to read off some numbers here. Yep. So last year in 2022, there was a 70% success rate over the opening weekend. This year, it jumped to 84% success rate with 70 successful stolen bases this season thus far. Yeah. That's insane. No, so the bigger bases, obviously, I mean, granted, like the two or the pickoff where it limits the pitcher yeah. to step off the rubber, that helps because, I, like I said, I mentioned earlier in our last pod when I saw Patrick Corbin step off twi- or throw over twice and Acuna found out he got the green light. It was almost an easy bag, right? Like, yeah. No, it was an easy bag. Like, it wasn't even really close. Yeah, like, and he made a good pitch, too. It was a good pitch, yeah. good placement, everything, but it just, like I said, Acuna is quick. Yeah, and he pretty and much those, knew he wasn't going to throw over. So he yeah, because he can't. Because yeah. if he did, it's he advances regardless. Is that right unless, or is it a ball? Well, no. Unless if he got him, he had to pick him off. So if you you can throw over three times, or I don't know about stepping off, but you can throw over three times. Maybe like stepping off is included in that. But if you don't get him on the third time, that is when the runners advance. Um, and so, like, it's counted as a balk. So it's not even, like, just that runner. Like, if you have a guy on first and second, you're just trying to pick off the guy on first. Well, I guess first and third is a better example because if the guy – first and second – anyways, it doesn't matter. But, like, first and third, if you're trying to get the guy at first, then, like, they both runners move up because it's considered a balk. But they're – yeah, you have to – if you don't get the runner on the third try, that's when it is. So that's why he still had to wait and didn't like because I, I saw the replay of Acuna doing that and why I didn't just run right away. But he pretty much like off any movement he he was going he went. So it's still dangerous because he still could have thrown over and got him because he was running no matter what. But like it's, but yeah, also the chances of that you know yeah I think the chances of picking Acuna off in that situation are very slim. I think Corbin realized that too because he had an aggressive lead, but he's also super quick. Yeah, and and if you don't have a good move, he's gonna get back. Exactly. So, and there's a situation I saw. I think it's during the Mariners game today. Actually, they had runners on the corners with one out, and we had so Sam Haggerty was on third. I think it was Ty France on first. And I'm thinking to myself, like bigger bases, chances are they're not even gonna throw to second because if they because Sam Haggerty's pretty quick. So I was thinking to myself, like, this just gives them more chance for, like, action in baseball, right? The bigger bases, and I, I'm for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. But I wish, like, teams would utilize it more. Like, I think there's some teams, like the Braves, obviously, and, like, a lot, there's stolen bases. There's 70 stolen bases successful this year. But I would have loved to have seen, like, situational baseball like that, where Ty France would have taken second. He only had one out. Fair if you get thrown out. 
But at that point, you could have tied the game 6-6 because there's no way unless they have like a cutoff play where they know they're going to give the bag up to Ty France to try and cut down Sam Haggerty. But it's actually still has to go, throw the ball, they have to cut the relay off, and then throw back to home. And with how quick he is, I don't know if they got him. If not, it's a close play. So I don't know. I think it's, it makes the game more exciting. I, I'm definitely yeah. here for the bigger bases and more stolen bases, and more offense. Like I'm, I'm here for the, all the new rule changes and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's only going to grow the game. For sure, and I. That's why. Also, I, what I sorry. No, what else? no, no, one no. You more go. Thing, yeah, yeah. One other thing I noticed too that I love is I don't know if you saw this, and a Jordan Wynn had one. They have a new debut patch, like for rookies that make yeah. their major league debut. Then after they cut the patch off or whatnot, or take the patch off or cut the jersey, put it in a Topps baseball card. Like, how cool is that? Like, Yeah. I heard something about that. I didn't see it or haven't seen it all or anything, but I heard that they're doing that. No, and I think that's dope. They were actually talking about that um, in tonight's game in, like, the K-Rod uh, show or whatever. It's, I don't know who it is, but it's Alex Rodriguez and K, whoever K is. It's Michael so, K. He's the uh, yes – well, he's basically the Yankees head broadcaster. Like, super, he calls great games. Like, I, I love listening to Michael K. Okay. But he, yeah, so it's the, them two, and they're just talking, and pretty much like every inning, they have like a guest that will join them. Like, Avon Rodriguez was on there tonight, as well as Cole. I think it was Cole Hamels. Um, like, literally every inning, they have someone. And one of the people they had on was uh, Fanatics or whatever. Like, is mm-hmm. a owner in that, owns all of it, or partial owner, I don't know. But a big person in Fanatics, and they were he was talking about that, how they're just like, they asked him kind of what are some things they're trying to do or that they think is really cool with how the game's evolving, things like that. Um, and that was one thing that he mentioned that was, like, super dope, that he liked a lot. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a cool idea, and I think it's great, and I think – baseball would love that as well or even just like i don't know but even the baseball cards that don't have the patch in them if they're if any of the pictures come from opening day and you can see the patch on there i feel like those cards would be worth more as well because there's only going to be so many pictures or cards that would even have a picture of him wearing that patch because it's only for one game right it's not like their whole year it's literally just their game they debut yeah i mean I think it's a cool idea. I think it's sick. I mean, I personally love the idea. I don't. I don't know why anyone wouldn't love the idea. I yeah. think it's great. I mean, it, it pays tribute. It's important too. Like it's an important day. Imagine like, let's say Jordan Wynn has an Albert Pujols type career, right? Jordan Walker and you, or Jordan Walker. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Jordan you said, Walker. You said Jordan Wynn before. Is like, is he talking about Jordan Walker? I don't know. You're getting Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker mixed, yeah, mixed yeah. up. Jordan, yeah, Jordan Walker. Walker. Imagine getting Jordan Walker's rookie card with that patch on there that he won his opening day game. I don't know if they they lost that game, but you know what I'm saying. Like he has like an yeah. Al type career, and you have that card, but he wore that same exact patch. Like imagine yeah. how much money that's worth. Like oh, for sure. When I was just uh, speaking of tops, um, here's a pop quiz for you. Who yep. don't don't look it up. Oh, put your phone well. away. Put your laptop down. Who's the cover athlete for the tops baseball cards right now? Oh, I have no idea. Um... I'm the hundred percent guess probably wrong because it was a few years ago. I think Mike Trout, no, or Shohei. Nope. nope. Yeah, figured I was wrong, but I, I have no idea honestly. Go ahead, go ahead and look it up for me. 
Do you want me to look it I, up? I, I, I want you what? to say it. Tops. Oh, it's either Timian. Oh no, I know who it is. It's J Rod. Oh, it's J Rod. Yeah, I knew that. Once you said you want buy... me to say it, I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> I want to buy so many damn packs of baseball cards and not even open up just because it's got Julio Rodriguez on it. Oh, when I go to Seattle with my pops in uh in uh May end of May, you know you know you know my first purchase is gonna be right. The jersey. A jersey. Can you guess which one? Um. Uh, your alts now. Well, I don't know. You said you didn't know if you'd love those. Not the city just, edition or whatever, right? Or just the blues. Oh, I only have the blue one. I have. Well, I have two. I have a green one of a Robinson Cano. Right. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. that framed because the Cano is my dog. Yeah. And I have that blue. See, it just has Seattle across. Yeah. It's, it's Griffey, right? I got mm-hmm. it this year with the All Star patch on it. The one I want to get when I get there is a Julio Rodriguez jersey in the green because I love the green color. It's probably yeah. one of my favorite jerseys of all time. It is clean. I'm going to go crazy with the merch, though. I'm going to buy so much all-star shit and so oh, much well. <laughs> the jersey. Natalie's going to hate me. She's like, why are you spending all this money on baseball stuff? Like, you don't understand. Yeah. She just doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. Yeah, I actually it's... got my dad a, a hoodie he's going to wear there. He got, I bought him a hoodie, and I bought him one of those Yeti like water bottles right like a hydro flask but a yeah. yeti because yeah. hydro flasks are easily dentable and yetis aren't yeah i got a laser engraved one for myself the mariners but for his birthday i bought him at yankees one so he's got mm. one i got one it's lit no yeah that is dope i like that but what so i don't know i feel like we've kind of gone all over which is fine because i love just kind of going where the conversation takes us but and I only preface preface with that because I want to talk about kind of rookies or anything. Like, obviously, J-Rod was a rookie last year. He won Rookie of the Year for the AL, correct? Correct. So what, any ALs you're looking, or LO, ALs, any rookies you're looking forward to watching this year? Any, feel, any that you feel like have stood out so far from what you've seen? Drop my, drop my phone. Um... You know, to be honest with you, I don't, there's not the rookie class. I don't think it's great, to be Rude. honest with you. I, outside of Jordan that was, Walker that was just and a joke. Um, is it Mashahiro? Not Mashahiro. It's the who was I, it? the pitcher. It's the guy for the Red Sox. No, he's for the Red Sox. He's um, an outfielder. Who is? Well, there's him. There's also because I can't remember who they are. Um, and I'm going to see if I can pull them up real quick. But there is like four of the f- uh, five top prospects starting um, at the majors it's this year. Masataka Yoshida is for the Red Sox. That too. Because he looked, he looked really good. And honestly, he's super, like, he's a rookie this year, but he was born in 93, right? So, Sheesh. like. So he's 30. Oh yeah, so he's thirty. Was he playing in Japan though? Yeah, he was. He, I think there was one of those weird things where, like, when Shohei came over, or would have came over earlier, he would have had some like weird, yeah, like there's that weird like international rule where it's like they basically like count their service time as like half of like a major league here, and then money figures and so he did it a longer way. Yoshida did from my what I've learned. So he's played professionally before. But he's played over in Japan. But still, yeah. like, 
I think he'll win rookie of the year for the AL. Um, I mean, just for the lack of like not knowing and not educating myself, but I just don't think there's a ton of great rookies this year. I think Jordan win or Jordan Walker. God, oh. Jordan Walker will win uh, and yeah. our rookie of the year. Yeah. There's um, Anthony Volpe or whatever. He yeah, uh, for the Yankees. Volpe. For the Yankees. He looks good. I haven't seen a lot, but he looks good. Jordan Walker is playing well. Looking up. Let's see. Let's go back to that real quick. I mean, I think I'm coming down to Volpe and Yoshida in the AL. I think Walker, unless someone has an absolute monster season, I think he'll be kind of a cakewalk for him. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to see who's even. The D-backs have Corbin uh, Carroll. I think he's Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's been pretty good. But I thought he was up last year, too. I thought he... He might have been. Was like on the September call-ups. But I don't think that will count as a rookie year, though, or whatever, if he's just on like a September call-up. Because he's yeah, there for then like a month. I think that kind of screwed over Adley Rutschman, too, because didn't he come up like mid-season last year, and that kind of screwed him up in the voting? Because like he was getting not putting up numbers and whatnot, and they wanted him to the conversation, but it was really Bobby Witt Jr. and J-Rod. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I don't know for sure. I can't remember, but there's – that's one thing that does suck is if you get like called up halfway through that usually counts but i think for like september call-ups it doesn't count for your rookie year just because of like, yeah, it's it's a, so like a certain like period. threshold yeah you gotta hit for that number um, games or something i'm sure yeah yeah so i mean yeah we would definitely went a little over longer than what we were on our notes but you know, baseball talk because we love. Um, uh, you want me to the next topic? I'm, I think I'm ready for the next topic. Sure, lead us away. So, this one I brought up with J Rob before we talked about, and I want to talk about more. We kind of touched on it a little bit last pod, um, but it's really the Angels and Shohei because now before we were looking, kind of looking into the future, and we and Jay were both kind of, both kind of guessing that the Angels weren't going to be contenders or really well, where's Shohei going to go? Because we're, we kind of rid off the Angels. Like they have all these players, they have Trout and Otani and a bunch of just has-beens and Rendon or a bunch of new guys. I mean, you've had your, probably your star replacement center fielder or left fielder, whatever with Brandon Marsh, shipped him to Philly uh, with Syndergaard last year. Uh, I know they have Joe Adele in Salt Lake, who's been a, supposed to be a higher prospect, but he just can't seem to figure it out at the major league level. But they're two and one. And granted, this is the A's. They played the yeah, opening. They played the worst the team in the league. I think this will be a good test playing in Seattle against the Mariners. I mean, the Mariners aren't hot; they're struggling at the moment. But it's also it could be a slow start. Um, I'm excited to see this series against the Angels because I think. This is what the talent. They come out and win the series or sweep the Mariners. I think that builds momentum. They keep building off that. And by the deadline and end of July, I just don't know if you're in contention. I don't, I don't know if you ship off Shohei. I mean, it's, it's a gamble because he could just still have even this is what his fifth year, I think, fifth or sixth year in Anaheim. I think it's his fifth. Yeah, I think fifth. Um, and they've done nothing. And I know Trout signed that extension, but also Trout sounds like he's kind of getting to the point where he's like, dude, like, I need a winning team. He's like, I don't mind being here, but like, I want to win, right? 
Yeah. I think the WBC would almost work against the Angels because they both got a taste of championship baseball that meant something that was a jam-packed full full stadium in Lone Depot in Miami. Like every pitch matters, every the high intensity was there, like it was playoff atmosphere, like playoff baseball that neither of them have come close to in their career, right? So yeah. It makes you wonder if Trout's thinking, like, uh, maybe I want that no trade clause, or maybe he, he's like, hey, I'm here for the long haul. Like, Shohei, we could build something here. But also, Shohei's got seven teams knocking on his doorsteps you know, and bugging the Angels, like, hey, when you're when he's ready, like, we're ready to talk. Or if he makes it free agency, they're they're going to be lining up for Shohei. So I kind of want to play, kind of like play devil's advocate here and kind of re touch that topic of like let's say the angels do keep winning let's say they do they're above 500 they're they're winning baseball games like they're competing because i know last year they got to a hot start i personally saw it when i went to anaheim last year with my girlfriend we went in early may caught two games there they split one to the nat or they lost one of the nationals and then destroyed the rays and the one that we they won we saw trout homer we saw otani homer twice we saw his first career ground slam in the mlb and they just looked like unbeatable. Like they looked like monsters. Like their pitching was great. The offense was clicking. They had Jared Walsh clicking. Um, they had called Chad Wallach from Triple A Salt Lake. Like it was fun to watch. It was a yeah. good team, and they beat a good a good race team. It was a playoff team, and like beat them yeah. by a good margin. And granted, that's an early game in May. It was like May eighth or ninth. I don't I don't remember the exact date, but it was about this time last year. Little close to it. And I and they were above. They were, I think, in second place in the West, comfortably. I think the Mariners were like third or fourth. They were like five games behind the Angels, and the Angels were like two games behind the Astros at that time. So, like, I was almost writing it off because I was like, "This season sucks. Like, we're not winning anything. Like, yeah. similar to how we're starting now. Like, we had an awful April. Wasn't looking promising for May. It was right around like mid June we started turning it up and stayed hot the rest of the season, but." I don't know. Is it a repeat of like last year? To me, I don't know how sustainable this is. But I don't know. What do you think? I'll I'll, I'll save my kind of notes for later. But I want to hear your thought on this Angels situation. You know, honestly, I think it's tough because here's the thing. Obviously, I'm no GM or no Major League Baseball owner. But if I were in either of those positions. I think getting rid of Shohei is your best bet. Reason being, I don't I, honestly I don't care how this season goes. I don't care if it's uh like I mean if it goes really good and he plays super well, like I think you trade him at the end of the year like if you're in the playoff hunt and everything so you don't want to trade him at the j- deadline at the end of the ju- July. I think you do like a sign and trade. Um, I don't even know if that's a thing in the MLB, but they're like you. My biggest thing with Shohei, he's like legendary, and he's probably going to get the biggest contract in the history of sports, probably. But he's playing two positions, and so I just feel like, well, I'm not feel, but where I go in my mind when I think about that is the longevity. Like, what does longevity to him look like? playing both positions so really i mean because when you pay him you're going to pay him because he can play both positions but if you give him an eight-year deal is he going to be playing 
worth that money in both of those positions, like for that full time. Because if he gets to a point to where he can only play one, then you're paying him for two positions pretty much or two different roles, but he's only – I'm sure at later down the line, he's only doing one. And we've talked about this before about him potentially going to the bullpen to like throw less. And so it's not as taxing on him. And I think he probably will get there, but I'm sure even at some point in his career, it's just going to be one or the other. Like I doubt at the end of his career, unless he retires early, he's doing both of those things still. So I honestly don't know for right now, for win now situation, I think it's worth it. Yes. But if you're the team that's going to ex- like give him that long-term contract, depending on how many years is on that, I don't know if it's worth it. I, like, There's no way to tell because there's no player that's ever done what he's done. So it's already yeah, hard. So I think, go for it. I agree with that. I think if you're a team, and really it's these like five teams. I haven't written down my notes. So really it's the Mariners, the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and the Mets, right? Those are like the five teams that have like the I've seen like the media say that have the best chance. The Do- the Giants have like been mixing here and there. You can never count them out because they have just some odd amount of money. Yeah. But those are the five teams that were potential like most likely landing spots. I think the top two were definitely the Dodgers and the I want to say Yankees were the top two. Then it was the Mets, Cardinals, Mariners were kind of like floating around there. I are mean, the, obviously bits and pieces. Each are the team Padres not in there play. as well? Right. The Padres don't have the space. They, I don't think I saw they had the cap. I think they were in there, but then when they signed Bogart and then handed out Machado, his contract his extension. extension. yeah. And they're going to pay – they got to pay Soto. Like there's no yeah. way you'd trade everything you did just to let to Soto on. walk. Yeah. Yeah, like so – I think, I mean, and granted, here's that. Like, the Padres, I think, could benefit getting Shohei, but there's no way they could afford him. They're going to have to give up one of their yeah. five $1.1 billion guaranteed dollars, whether it's either Tatis, Machado, Musgrove, Darvish, or Xander Bogarts, and soon yeah. to be Juan Soto, right? Like, yeah. you well, got to give one, if not two of those up, to sign Shohei, which, you know, to me, there's two pitchers I give up, you Darvish and Musgrove, to get Shohei. I mean, it's kind of like what the Cardinals are. Excuse me, what Cardinals were playing. It's can you score more runs than us, right? Like, yeah. Well, and that's what. So sorry, inter, to interrupt real quick. You're good. You're good. You're good. I think. See, for me, and I don't know how serious the Cardinals would be in pursuing him, only because they're not a team historically speaking, especially recent history, that's going to go out and spend a bunch of money on a guy. Like, literally this offseason, we signed Wilson Contreras, which was a, a big pickup for us. Like, it filled a, a need that – pretty much our biggest need, honestly, or one of one of our two or three biggest needs. Um, honestly, I would say our number one biggest need for this offseason just because we had pitchers for this year – we have people, someone who can play shortstop, but those pitching and a shortstop were kind of like our two other big needs. But catching was number one because we were losing a catcher that we'd had for the last two decades, and so we replaced. We got a we filled that need. But unless there's something we really need, which Cardinals now that we have a catcher, starting pitching is our next big thing that we need because the Cardinals only have two pitchers outside like 
sign to a deal after this. Jack Flaherty is going to be a free agent. Miles Michaelis is one of the two that they just extended right before the season started. Adam Wainwright's retiring after the end of the year. Steven Matz, I believe, is the second one that's through like 2026 or something. And then you have Jordan Montgomery, who's a free agent at the end of the year. So that's like the next big need. And then you have Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan up the middle, who we talked about earlier. Brendan Donovan's playing really well. Tommy Edmond's done well. So, sure, we could get a big-name shortstop. That would be an upgrade from Tommy Edmond. But before that, we definitely need pitching. I just don't think the Cardinals are going to spend the money for that. Because thinking about it as well, when Shohei got hurt, because I was looking at his stats, he got hurt in, what, 2020 and played. He only was in two games, at least pitching-wise. Um, batting, he, let's see, he only played in 46 games. Well, there's been a handful of times where Shohei's been hurt pitching-wise, yeah. so he'll still stay in a lot of hitting-wise, but, yeah. like... he won't pitch, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, though, is, like, if Shohei gets hurt and has to come out of the lineup completely, you lose two roles. You lose your DH, and you lose a starting pitcher, at least for what he's in right now, and I think that's another negative. Granted, there's all this upside, but I'm just trying to think in the mindset of a GM or an owner, really GM, I would... Like, I almost want Shohei to have another amazing year just to raise his stock even more. And then if the Angels aren't doing well, to get as much as possible for him. Or if you do good, can't or don't want to trade him at the deadline, like sign him to a big deal and then trade him away and get a ton of things in return. Because, like, get a good starting pitcher, get a good... DH like you can get multiple prospects or a mix of prospects and players that are good now because that's what the Angels need. They need good pitching and they need good like offense, like good batting, a good uh, lineup. But like I don't know. I feel because he's so valuable, it would be great to have Shohei and Trout in the same lineup. But they need more like all over not just I mean he does a lot for them but they they could get a lot to help them be better I don't know essentially summing it up the Angels could be better if they got a lot in return for Shohei I think they'd be better if they got rid of Shohei and got a lot in return depending on what those pieces were I think it'd make the team better even though you lose arguably the best player in the game right now you would get numerous pieces in return that would hopefully make your team better but what's even crazy about that what you have you're a show hey you still have the second best player in the world on your yeah. team what well, yeah and that's what i mean it's not like you're selling the whole team to get like to get a bunch of new pieces to start over you don't even have to start over get major league talent right now young players or even some veterans that will even be around for a couple years like you need a good mix but also just players that have playoff experience would be huge because how many players have playoff experience on that team? I mean, you have Rendon, that one with the Nationals. You have Mike Trout that's played a total of what? I don't know, more World Baseball Classic games, if you want to count those, but he has more of those games of, like, the high energy and everything than actual playoff games he's been in. So, like, there's not – that team doesn't have a lot of – playoff experience your biggest your two biggest players have zero will have extremely limited playoff experience 
So getting rid of Shohei, I think, is honestly the move for the Angels. Yeah. I like to see the Mariners make a push for him, but I just don't know. I just don't know if there's much that the Mariners would give up for Shohei to make a trade. And obviously, if he hits free agency, how is he? I don't know if he values money over winning or winning yeah. over money. I, I just don't know. Um, yeah. Well, and that's well, a hard um, thing well, to compete about with like the Dodgers or the Mets. They can argue both. Like, yeah, the Mets can be like, we can make, we can pay the money and you could win here. Yeah. Like, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. And the, not so, every team I mean, can do that. If I'm being realistic here, I think he's. I don't think. I think the Mar- or the Angels fizzle out, and I think he's a Dodger. I think they ship him across town. The Do- they get prospects back, um, probably some major league ready talent, and then you just roll with that. But speaking of that, sorry, we're talking about stolen bases, and you talked about Corbin Carroll. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, he stole two bases today. And Will Smith couldn't even couldn't even get a throw off on him. He really? stole second, and then just stole third, and both times. And there's a lot, there's a lot of time to batter too. Sheesh. And he couldn't he couldn't even get a throw off to him at third. Like he's going to be the big base is going to benefit him monumental. And Gretchen Syndergaard took a minute in his wire stretch to get the ball at home, but still like couldn't couldn't even get yeah. a throw off. Like not even like an attempt to throw. Like he just. Basically, just let him have it. So, yeah. well, and that's and Corbin Carroll has three stolen bases on the year, two of them today. But, um, um but yeah. going back to Shohei, yeah, I think I don't think it's sustainable. I think the Angels, I agree, are better without Shohei. I mean, it's hard to say that because it's the best player in the world, but like, yeah. I think just for what you're looking at and what your team needs, they don't need a two way player, they need they don't need one Shohei and four decent pitcher or four okay pitchers they need two good pitchers one great pitcher and two okay pitchers and some other bats besides Shohei and Mike Trout so I think it'd be smart to get rid of him that's just me yeah yeah I and that's the tricky part as well though that's why I'd almost want to do like a sign and trade again don't even know if that's a thing in baseball but because also trading him right now like the Angels were going to trade him the time to trade him was last, uh, where whatever, um, July thirty first trade deadline, last trade deadline because the team whoever whoever they traded Shohei to would have got a, the rest of that year and then all of this year and would have had all off season to work on like an extension to like re-sign him, whereas this year they're literally gonna get second half of the year at best which is going to be great for a team making a playoff run or, like, is in the playoff hopes or, like, even a World Series contender just to make him that much better. But, like, you're not – the Angels aren't going to get as much for him because their own that team that gets him is only guaranteed the rest of this year. Like, he could go there and then go sign somewhere else. So, like, how much are you going to give up to have Shohei be there? I mean, I mean if it, you – if you trade for him, you better have like the balls to, and like the confidence that you're going to re-sign him, right? Yeah. Or like well, getting extension I think, done. Bye. I think there's only two two ways you make that trade. One is you 110% feel if you sign Shohei, you pretty much have the World Series on lock. Like there's no way, unless there's like crazy injuries or you just I don't know. Like, but so I'm thinking like the Padres are already like a World Series favorite, maybe not the favorite, but 
a favorite. And so unless, if you're like San Diego and you somehow can pull him and you're like, we don't even care if he doesn't stay with us. Like obviously they would want that. But even if it's just to have him for this to help us win a World Series this year, they're going to take that. Like same thing for kind of the Mariners. Like I don't know what you would give up per se, but just kind of similar situation. We've never even been to the World Series. I'm not trying to throw shade, but just like thinking as the GM for the Mariners, we've never been to the World Series if we pick up Shohei, we're already a great team. He's going to get us to the World Series and hopefully win. Like so, essentially, situation number one gonna pretty much guarantee you get to the World Series or and hopefully win. Or situation two, yeah, you like pretty much know he you can re-sign him or whatever because you have the money mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so, but just you're not going to get as much. Only getting him for a half year potentially. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's a something we'll definitely keep an eye on. Yeah, through the first of the season. I mean, if the Angels fizzle out, I think it's a for sure thing he's gone. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if we'll they're, talk if they're within five hundred or within a wild card spot, I, I I don't see him moving him. I think they try and show that they can win with him there. But, um, yeah, um, let's talk about uh. What do you want to talk about? Where are we at for the pod right now? Um, I think I want to look at one thing I want to look at. I'm going to pull up real quick. These upcoming series starting tomorrow. Cause everyone, I mean, you played a three or four game series. Doesn't matter. Like everyone series number two starts tomorrow. So mm-hmm. looking at those, I think there's a couple series I'm really interested in paying attention to. Not in necessarily particular order, and there again, there's going to be some bias here. If you listened last podcast, I stated there'd be some biased statements and comments in here. If you didn't listen to last podcast, last episode, please go check it out. But this is also your warning that there's going to be some bias. I'm a Cardinals fan, but I'm not even going to start with that. I think Phillies Yankees is going to be a really interesting series for me. One, because the Phillies are zero and three. Two, they're playing the Yankees, who's a good team. It's in New York, so I just like. Not that I think the Yankees are going to sweep the Phillies, but my question with that series: When are the Phillies going to get their first win? Um, it's just because of what I'm looking at. Because the Yankees could easily take two or three, or I don't know if it's a three or four game series or even a two, but like the Phillies could potentially come out because they're playing another good team, Owen five to seven, or they come out three and three, four and three, two and three, whatever, like depending, but. I don't know. Curious there. Um, next series I'm interested to see is Mariners Angels because just what essentially talking about Shohei, just what we're talking about, and the fact of how do the Angels keep up, and then also the Mariners, how do they kind of honestly bounce back? Because, excuse me, sorry, like you said, they're on a skid right now, so they want to sh- stop that as quickly as possible. Get a win tomorrow. You got Kirby on the mound versus Detmers, but like, I don't know. And then I think the last series is Braves in St. Louis. I think it's going to be a good matchup just because Braves are really good. Cardinals look really good. The offense, the Cardinals offense just looks phenomenal. Personal opinion and obviously some bias. The Cardinals have the first or second best offense in the league so far this year just based on what's been shown. And by uh, the other 
top team would be the Rangers. But yeah, I think uh, I'm excited for the Cardinals one for sure. I think that'll be that. I mean, for some people, that could be an NLCS preview yeah. with the Braves and Cardinals. Um, yeah, I mean, you make good points. I think all the games you talked about are the games I'm pretty excited for. The series I'm excited for. Uh, Rangers Orioles because I like the Orioles and they're up and coming, but the Rangers are also so it'd be a fun one to see a lot of young guys, two good offenses. Um, really, the D backs and Padres too. That'd be a good one too. They both that whole division's two and two. Besides, I think the Giants who are one yeah. and two, they're one and two. Yeah, yep. Um, and that whole division's been I mean killing it so far. So that's a fun one to watch. The NL West really never disappoints. We've kind of talked about it. It's like usually a two horse, three horse race, maybe. Yeah, I think it's early. The teams will fizzle out. You know, the Rockies will probably be the Rockies at one point, and then the Diamondbacks will have flashes here and there, but they're just still don't have the talent the Padres nor the Dodgers have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the Mariners, Angels, I mean, yeah, like we're looking to bounce back. We didn't look too bad today, just a throwing error on our catcher, Cal Raleigh, who bases loaded in uh, extra innings. And is that they, how they scored? Yeah, so extra innings, bases were loaded. Uh, they throw Josh Naylor grounds the pitcher. They throw an out at, or throw the ball to home, get the out there, and throw it back. He just short arms the ball, and Ty France couldn't pick it up or pick it at first. Allows another run to score. So, I mean, he, he picks that ball. We might be talking about a different story. It might be the management might be two and two, right? Yeah, they look better today than they have the past few games even yesterday they looked terrible it's just the home run ball the long ball has been killing the mariners and they just have let teams have too big of innings right like yeah one run two runs here but it's like this whole series seems like it was like it'd be like one nothing they'd be three nothing or three one the Mariners would score back tie the game three three then you blink an eye it's five three like it's these big innings that are just like they're letting these teams just score too many runs and it's really been the defense, I feel like. I thought like the offense will come. It's had flashes. I mean, obviously, you have Julio going first pitch opposite field home run. That's a good sign. But the defense, man, is really what it is. And the pitching. I mean, I don't know the extent of Robbie Ray's start. If he He's 15-day IL right now. We'll see if it's longer. But that could be a reason why he didn't start as well or throw as good. Um Marco Gonzalez didn't throw terrible today. Not the best, obviously. And really, I'm surprised about uh, Logan Gilbert. I mean, he's a he's a fastball pitcher. Right? He's a high velocity pitcher, right, with some breaking stuff. But I'm wondering. I, that's the one game I didn't watch too much of was the Logan Gilbert start. And I just I just don't know if it was him or what. I didn't even look at the box score because I saw the score. And I, I didn't want to like look into it. Yeah. So. I'm excited to see. I think Kirby going tomorrow will be a good tone setter. He's kind of like the piece last year that kind of got us kick-started with the, um, his first start being on Mother's Day, his first major league start, and he just was lights out. It kind of propelled us forward. We'll see if he can get us kick-started um, pitching-wise. Then Luis Castillo. I mean, I can see the Angels. I see the Mariners, truthfully, if they play how I know they play, they win two out of three. I think they lose to Shohei when Shohei's pitching. But yeah. I think they beat Suarez and I think they beat Detmers. Um, Cause you have Kirby and then Castillo, right? I think Flex and Verso Tani is kind of like one of those games where it's like, it should have been Robbie Ray, but here we are with Flex and. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be Yeah, I mean it's tough. I'm just yeah, I'm excited for those games, honestly. And then also looking at the Mets and Brewers just with not I'm like I'm intrigued. I'll look to see who wins those games just because Mets are a good team. Brewers started off. I mean, they lost their first, won the next two, so they're looking pretty decent. And then they're just the team to, from all projections, compete with the Cardinals for the NL Central, so just naturally keeping an eye there. But honestly, what I – I mean, obviously I think I'm most interested in the Cardinals game just because being a Cardinals fan. But outside of that, I think the – the Angels Mariners is what I'm most excited for just because of the Trout Otani, the Mariners, like are supposed to be good, have a lot of young talent, and just kind of how they they play. So it'll be interesting for sure to kind of see how everything plays out and what that all looks like. But I don't know. Also, Blue Jays just we just played them. They're supposed to be really good, and to see how they bounce back. I mean, they're playing a royal, the Royals, so they should be able to bounce back pretty, pretty good. But yeah, it's, that's a nice little break for them. Yeah, um, I definitely just purchased off Amazon some Topps baseball cards because lol, I wanted them because it's J Rod. Um, to be honest, I don't, I don't know if I'll be uh, opening that box or not. Lol, what? Um, so I'm trying. I'm just looking real quick. Is there ooh, what was I gonna ask? I had a question that I was gonna ask. Oh, also, real quick, this is just a pitch for our podcast. If you did not know, in Casey, I don't even think you know this. In our enlighten me. In our episode, so you can find our podcast on Spotify, on we should be on Apple Podcasts here within the next day if it's not already on there. And then just like pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast it should be on there but at least on spotify if you go on there and you click on like the dots to see the description of the episode the first episode and everything there's actually a poll that i put on there and i said and then so i want you to answer this question and give me your reasoning behind it but i said will an nl or al team win the world series this year and there's one vote on there is it yours it is mine. <laughs> so, but and I'll tell you what mine is, but I want to hear what your vote is. Wait, you said it's on Spotify? Yeah. Isn't that it right? Pulls on, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a... Are you trying to pull it up right now? I'm going to publicly shame myself here, and I'm a more of an Apple user than okay. I am yeah, no. a Spotify user, so I'm, I'm pulling up Spotify as we speak. Yeah, it's on uh, there. Let me just confirm this for the our audiences. I know they're, I know they're just on the edge of their seats. Yes, they're wanting to know. But um, it's, also, while well, we have some we have some podcast news, yes, um, we I, I think we're supposed to have. Yep. I'll finish for you while you're looking this up because you look. I want you to look. But yes, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But this um, is episode. I don't know. This might be the. Uh, I think uh, our even competitor. Yeah. No, I saw that. We 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 can talk <laughs> about that off air. We don't need to talk about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. But um, yes, we have another. 
host that is going to be with us hopefully later this week when we have episode three come out. His name's Peter. We mentioned him in the last podcast. Um, He unfortunately could not be with us again tonight. Shame on him. Um, I'm going to see him. He's on on the five-day IL right now. He's a... He's on the five-day. Don't think that's a real IL, but it, it's an, a real thing in the podcast realm. So he'll be with us. And we told you last time as well, he's a Yankees fan, so you know we're going to get all the slander from there about how they're the best team, yada, yada, yada. We go back and forth because the Cardinals are the real best organization out there, and he just thinks he is. So it's a good time. But you you find it on Spotify yet? Uh, not even a chance. I don't even know where I'm looking. Did you find our podcast on Spotify? I, I did find our podcast. I, so I did if you click on much. episode one, not to play, but if you like click on it, and then if you hit three dots or you scroll to the bottom, there should be a poll. I don't even see that. He's struggling. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> I'll show you how to get there. Um, but, for our listeners, do we, have, do, we have a, do we have any socials yet, J-Rob? Do, do, do we, we have any socials? We don't have any socials yet. Um, we will get those on there. We don't have any emails or anything yet or an email set up. But those are all things that we're going to set up and get on there. I will, unfortunately, coming up here soon, have lots of time to be able to do things like that. And so those will all Uber get put together. Uber. So, but yeah. You'll I, probably, yeah. I think we'll probably you'll hear from us again probably what Thursday I would say. Um, you'll yeah, we'll probably get together probably on Thursday. So we're the pod cast episode will probably be released Friday morning, hopefully, maybe potentially Thursday night. So, but it'll be out there for our listeners. We're looking to hopefully get two episodes out a week. Um, one kind of probably Sunday Thursday is what we're looking like for recording. So either getting out late Sunday night and Thursday night or early Monday morning and then Friday morning. But we, I mean, there's plenty to talk about in the realm of baseball. And so we'll do it twice a week. We'll have plenty of things to talk about. So we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to us. And if you have friends that are into baseball, let them know. We'd love to, to get more interaction from people and get more yeah, people reach listening. out to us. If you guys want so, me on the pod, let us know. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you on here. We're, we're all about the talk. So if you got something to maybe share, maybe we'll, if we get, maybe we get big job, maybe we'll have a, a phone line. People call in, ask us questions. Interesting. That, maybe, I, maybe, maybe, maybe bitch about the Cardinal. Oh, well, no, nothing, no room to do that there. Not with the start they're having, but Casey, is there anything, I mean, we could keep going if we want, or if you're feeling good, where I'm good with this one. Yeah, I think I'm good with this one. Uh, happy to be here, as always. Um, you know, another another rainy day in paradise for as an M's fan. Just when you think you're in it, you're not. Uh, yeah, I think I'm good. I uh, hopefully have better better news for the those struggling M's fans on Thursday after that this upcoming series I think that's our travel day so hopefully uh I have some great news for you guys next time if not I might uh might be a two-man host again but without me <laughs> minus you <laughs> hey, you know what it's all right even if even if the M's get swept by the angels I'll be here for you we'll be here to talk about it Pete will be here to give you so much crap but I'll, I'll be on your side and I'll defend you and 
So it'll be two versus one. We'll talk about all the plus side. But uh, once again, just real quick, we appreciate everyone stopping by, giving us a listen. Um, We really do appreciate you guys, and we're just kind of here to talk baseball. So again, like Casey said a few minutes ago, if you ever want to interact, shoot us an email um, or get in touch with us on our social media. That will be out there soon, and we'd love to answer some questions or if you ask us questions, give our opinions on different things or whatever. So please do not hesitate to reach out. And again, we do appreciate you listening um, and would appreciate you guys passing on our information of, of the podcast as well. But again, hope you guys have a great night and we are excited for baseball to be back to have opening weekend behind us and have 155 plus games to go. So this is the Broken Bat Podcast. We will see you later this week. Go Amps.